I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time Over podcast for round 7, 2023. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is a bit cock-a-hoop. He's a bit happy with himself. It is I'll Adam Rosenbachs. I'll need that champagne on ice and yes, all the oysters, mate. I'm not fucking... Oh, g'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Timers. You are. You have been... You are very chummy all, all this week for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Mate, we have had, obviously the Junk Time listeners know that we, you and I do very well for ourselves. That has been well established over many years and, and rightly so. But like we have studios in, uh, right around the country. Right around the world. I think you'll find we have Joe Watson Studios in New York. We have... That is correct. Um, uh, Campbell Guy, Brown Studios in Phuket. We have Ian Aiken uh, <laughs> Studios in London. Yes, I think they're Johnny Gastev, or they are they Johnny Gastev, or because we have so many studios like in Brisbane, I, I keep on forgetting. Well, you know, Mark Zanotti Studios, I think that might have been. I think it was Mark Zanotti Studios in Brisbane. That is correct. Yeah, but mate, that that is how well that we are doing. We are so well established around the world. And if you didn't think that the junk time juggernaut could get any bigger, Michael, we had the one of the biggest windfalls I've ever had in my life and i gotta say mate we are just set you whatever you need for yourself mate go out and get it you need another pair when you're heading into the mcc and you think these rm williams Mm -hmm. have got a scuff on them yeah fucking go out throw them away and go and buy yourself 10 new pairs for the next 10 games you go to mate i don't want you in a second pan second hand pair of rm williams for the foreseeable future you hear me my friend now i'm looking out for you will you pay for my butler to drive the bentley to the store and then back because i mean that's that's i mean that should be on your dime. That shouldn't be on my dime because then you know you're paying, you're setting my butler a charge. Cool. Mate, trust me, we can afford whatever your butler needs. <laughs> now, where if you if you need to upgrade the Bentley, fucking hit me up. I'll, if you need to, if you want a, a low top, if you want a, a convertible Bentley, I'm here for you, buddy. Now, where's all this money come from? I mean, as you said before, we're doing very well and we're very humble about it. We we barely bring it up, but I'm now, trying to wonder how this extra money that you've got. I'm I'm not quite sure where it came from. Have you had a good day on the stock market or something? Or? No, nothing to do with stock market. Didn't even have a windfall on uh, Charlie Kerno. You know, um, kicking a big bag on the weekend didn't put any money on that it's just one of those things you know when money just appears in your bank account i know you're just like this is fucking great i, I know this. what's happened you've got into um jason ackermanis's um cryptocurrency haven't you <laughs> look that is that is about to take off but no that is not that is not where the money is coming well look I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret uh-huh. here and you know you can junk time is out there this is open to all of us if you want to make easy money and all you got to do is get an AFL footballer to believe that you work for a bank and they'll fucking give you all their money. It's that simple, Michael. I mean, just just try it on your family and friends first. But you know what? I reckon the, the softest target is just a simple footballer 
who sees a text message pops up and then just donates his whole life savings to you. It's fantastic. So thank you very much, Jacob Wiedering. We appreciate what you've done for Junk Time. It's a very big donation. I'll, probably, I'll check if it's tax deductible. Probably uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. And um, we're laughing, mate, all the way. Uh, not to the bank because that's where it came from. Um, we would never, we'd never trust one of those fucking stupid institutions. <laughs> we're laughing all the way to the international waters. I think is what we're doing. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. So that was a full-on story. So Jacob Weidering fell for a scam, and uh, it seemed mm. to be a, a very good scam. Like it wasn't like kind of people calling up and kind of, you know, getting every one of your names wrong and then trying yes. to still get the money off you. The thing that I think that that really shits me about all these kind of scams is when it pops up in the text messages from the bank, so it's actually a part of legit ones. So why wouldn't you fucking fall for that? Yeah, like, for I sure. would. I am actually amazed that, say, my parents and the like, like probably probably saved by the da- fact that Dad doesn't have a mobile phone, doesn't know how to work one. Uh, but I'm actually surprised they haven't been done for a... Um, Does he not have a mobile? He has one. Like, his work gave him one, but he... Yeah. Yeah, and this is about a year. I think it was when I was back for Christmas one year, I think it was maybe 20... 2021 and yeah. and he was like okay I, I meant to learn how to use this and obviously he turns to me and I'm like uh, look that, that that was my Vietnam alright <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so horrible but I kind of just had to go through it but like he hold it like as if it's about to blow up like but he essentially just doesn't use it yeah but I'm amazed he hasn't fallen for a, a no I'm actually now I'm I'm not encouraging scammers to talk. <laughs> but my well, mum... My, my dad often, still uses checks, so I'm feeling fairly confident that he's not going to get stitched. Yeah, up. sure. My uh, mum will often hit me up about a scam. She seemed to be getting one from Amazon for a while, saying that she owed 80 bucks or something. Yeah, um, okay. That was, and I think I've got that one as well. So kind of a regular one. But yeah, she hits me up when everything, anything's a little bit sus. Have you had the It's Mum scam? The one from the, the supermarket? I have. I think I've had that a couple of times, yeah. And so what are they meant to do that with that one? So they're meant to reply, get your bank. Yeah, so you reply and you're like, oh, shit, mum, what what can I do? And then they'll hit you up with a, like a bank account that you just um, quickly deposit. Like, And I reckon with that one, that probably works better because usually the scam is like, hey, my credit card isn't working. I need 350 bucks. Yeah. And with that kind of money, you're like, oh, that sounds legit. But if, you, if they hit enough people for 350 bucks yeah. it's a bit of a windfall for them no you're right you're right yeah i mean i showed one to you last year was it and it was an australia post text that i wasn't oh, sure yeah. was legit or not but only complicated by the issue that i was i was actually expecting a package like in the next day or two so it was like that's the worst thing when you are expecting something you're like mm, do i have mm, i does yeah. dhl want to get in touch with me yeah sure sure so Weeders is actually fronting a campaign uh, talking about the legitimacy of these um, uh, the scams and how they can get people sucked uh, in and gotcha. just to be careful. So that's why the story's come out because he's yes. kind of, you know, making he, – he's gone corporate, I think is the he, way we're. He has gone corporate. Would you use that? So Okay, say you're playing against Jacob Weedering. It's deep mm-hmm. into the grand final. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he's taken he's taken a mark he's drifted down forward he's taken a mark he's forty five out from goal. Yep. Are you standing on the mark just going a cha ching? <laughs> I'd be getting in his kitchen, getting in his mm. shoebox um, yep. before the game. So like you know he's oh, doing the grand you? final, doing the grand final parade, and all of a sudden like, he gets like twenty five texts from the opposition. <laughs> 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 
doesn't know it's them. It's just like fucking hell. Which one's real? Which one's real? Just all the way up. And then also like um, you know how they take their phones away from them? Like I mentioned, they go and put them in a bag or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and the, you know he's kind of terrified that like some bloke's gonna like just kind of accidentally pick up his phone. It's gonna activate it. Gonna reply to all these messages, and all the cash mm. is gonna get flying out the window. So that's all he's gonna be thinking about. For the As whole game. playing during the game. Well, you know what you could do on the banner? And then also on top of that, <laughs> the, yeah. if the grand final is sponsored by a bank, oh, it's already in his head. Yeah, he's thinking about <laughs> that like, the whole time. Doing? The Nab Oz kick has come out. He's like, fucking hell. Fucking hell, he falls on the logo. He's like, ah, it's on me. It's on me. They're probably going to scam me. Also, like, uh, what you do on the opposition uh, banner is you have on your banner just one text message saying, hey, Jacob, it's mum. Yep. I'm at the supermarket. Oh, I sh- need $350,000 because my credit card's <laughs> not working. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's a horrible story. Yeah, sure. Do you know anyone personally who's been been done over in times? That is a terrific question. Mm. No, I. I mean, I talked about it in my uh, stand-up show that I had my um, super annuation. They tried to hack that during COVID. Did they? And I had to. Oh, mate, did you not pay attention during the show? I really don't. I don't. I don't remember that bit. But I did pay attention. But I don't remember that bit. Yeah. Yeah. So my super got hacked, and. Um, Luckily, I had the two-factor authentication set up, and yep. it said, are you trying to pull out $9,500? If it's not you, give us a call. Yeah, okay. And I rang, and the woman's like, oh, okay, um, so it's not you. And she said, is your address in uh, Morty Alec? Oh, that's right. I, I remember like, now, yeah. I was like, no, I'm a comedian, not a fucking idiot. <laughs> and so the, the people had gotten into my ATO account mm-hmm. and had changed the address on my tax file number, and so then I had to ring the... ATO, yep. which took like fucking two hours to get through to them. I was going to Abs- say, that's that absolute fucking nightmare to deal with. And then the guy's like, no, mate, you live in Morty Alec. You change the address. I'm like, mate, I've lived in North Fitzroy for 10 years. Mm. I don't live there. And then just to make things easier, I now live in Morty Alec. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, we have a new head honcho of the AFL. We bow down to our new boss, our overlord, uh, Andrew Dillon. We say, uh, welcome. And we obviously will show you as much respect uh-huh. across your tenure as yep. we have done. I mean, we named a studio after the greatest administrator of all time, Wayne Jackson. So clearly, Andrew Dillon, you have big shoes to fill, but we think you can do it, mate. Well, that's the thing, mate. If you win our respect, you know, all we want all we want is to be respected for first off. But also, yeah. we have talked to the CEO, Gil McLaughlin, on this show before. And yeah. didn't he change the topic beautifully when we brought up the <laughs> AFL kitchen and bar at the airport? <laughs> he was seamless. He was very good, Gil. And also, so Andrew Dillon doesn't take over until uh, October 2nd. So two days after, Gil's getting another fucking season, basically. Yeah. And he gets to do all the grand final, all the parade, does all the fucking functions, has a big fucking oh, I'm leaving tour. And it's like, mate... You fucking! You said you were going to leave last last May. Yep, yep. And also, he's eking out an extra day, day of pay because come, come the siren on Grand Final day, like you're done, Gil. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? What are you doing on the yeah. Sunday? Okay, what do you? Yeah. It should be already packed. Like, what do you? What have you got to kind of go down to the the home te- the team that wins and kind of you know make sure they're wearing not wearing sunglasses. They got their shirt tucked in. They're looking presentable. They're not hungover. They haven't got a VB can in their hand when they get presented to the crowd. Like, Gil, it's done. Let it go, yeah. Gil. Let it go. Yeah. Move on. You know what I'd love to see is on that last day is Gil escorted out of our house <laughs> with security. Just with a with box. All his shit in a box. Just with a box. <laughs> with all his shit in a box. It's an AFL X trophy. And it's the um and it's that big muscly security guard they had at the Brownlow a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From, yeah. From, so Gil McLaughlin, from when he announced it until when he will actually leave, 
is further to your point about accruing extra days work 538 days he stayed on since he said he would go now anyone at work who says hey guys i'm leaving you're like all right mate fuck off yeah yeah the door hit on the way out and it's like 538 you're just a bit like when's this motherfucker gonna roll i had a relative who had a retirement party and i went to that like like for their work like you know it was you know a, a fairly large function. They'd been there for a very long time. But then they didn't retire and they kind of kept on doing a bit more work and then that gradually became more and more work. And then eventually, when they finally did retire, they had another retirement party. And I was like, I've been through this before. Yeah, no, you don't have two retirement parties. You don't get that. But then on top of that, they said that Gil, because he was going to hang around, he actually put a bit of a price tag on his name. Did he? Yeah, they said he actually. I said kind of the money had to kind of be upped a bit, given a bit of a bump. This was in, the, in an article the other day, um, for him in order to hang around, like kind of you know because the services were so uh, required. You know what I'm going to love? I, I immediately reckon. What's the bet? Gill turns around and becomes a consultant to the AFL on October three. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Would triple the money because he's got like you know he's got a second oven in his kitchen that he needs to pay for. Well, I I imagine I, I feel like I've read something that he might be looking overseas jobs or is that Scott Morrison? I'm not totally sure. Hey, let's <laughs> let's face it, both vote for the same party. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but I yeah, I imagine he'll go out and um. Uh, oh no, that's right. They were talking about him running the Brisbane Olympics. That was one thing for a while. They were talking about him doing the the job for that, like um, uh, being the CEO of the Olympics as such. Well, I mean, you look how successful Gather Round was. I mean, you just take instead of eighteen teams, you've got what sixty odd countries. It's pretty much the same format. I think that actually would be a pretty interesting job to be the CEO of the Olympics. I think it'd be quite fascinating. Because who was the guy? Who was the guy that was the politician? It was the he was the kind of minister for the Olympics in 2000. And then Justin Faye? Justin Madden was the, I think it was Michael Knight, I think. I think. Okay. Um, related to Mark, obviously. Uh, yeah. And that's why <laughs> that's why there's a little pig on the Olympic medals. Yeah. Um, and then Justin Madden was the, Madden was the um, minister for the uh, Commonwealth Games when they were here. I mean, the Commonwealth Games would be just a feed up on the desk. You, you're job, getting in at 11 on that one, aren't you? <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> because remember Melbourne or Victoria has, I believe, the 2026 Common Games, which they're farming out to regional Victoria. They are. Did you go to the 06 Commonwealth Games? I was in Adelaide for the Adelaide Fringe for a bulk of it, and then I remember I went to the final night of the athletics at the MCG. Did you go to any uh, events? Oh, I reckon I found a ticket stub for maybe for the athletics, like one day at the athletics at yep. the MCG, but yep. I genuinely cannot remember going and i'd be too embarrassed to admit like with pride that i, I bought tickets and went the, uh, well, the one observation i had from going actually i remember i remember going to an uh, day of athletics at sydney yeah uh i think about morning session to like my, uh, maybe they'd finish in the avo and then have a night session and yeah. if i remember correctly it was also the most hungover i have ever been in my entire life well, that, I reckon that's perfect for the Com Games. Like, you're not at your best. Well, I feel like the athletes are hungover as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just you feel like you're at one with what you're seeing out there. Did I ever tell you this story? So I went to the Heineken, the Heineken Club, I think it was called. It was like the hottest ticket in town in the yep, Sydney yep. Olympics. And I think by the end of it, you need a Dutch passport to go Is in Is that there. not where Princess Mary... No, went? actually, fun fact, um, that's a slip in. So it's not far from... I think it's Darling Harbourish kind of area. Okay. Um, but actually, because Mary's in town. Oh, sorry, Princess Mary's in town. And um, and actually, a journo, I just saw a clip earlier today at work, and a journo said, 
a little bit of a cheeky. I say, you're going to pop into the slip in while you're in, t- while you're in Sydney. And she, she kind of cracked it like a royal could crack it, kind of going, what yeah. a funny question of you to ask. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so without that. saying, haven't heard that one, motherfucker. Yeah, that journalist has been put down by the Danish Secret Service. Yeah, so um, but yes, yeah, so I went to the athletics that day, and then the, the the thing about the Commonwealth Games, the final day of the athletics, was that um, yep. Australia won like about fifteen medals. And the thing I found interesting is that when they're doing a lap of honor, like I thought that was like the whole crowd would be focused on that person doing the lap of honor. Oh no! But there's other events happening. There in the are, track yeah. So yeah, they kind yeah, of get lost in the mix. It? Like I always yeah. thought, like when Usain Bolt did a lap, well, probably a bit different for him. But like, yeah. you know, for the high jumper doing a lap, like everyone's like, yeah, look at the high jumper. But then I realized, yeah. oh no, there's like a whole bunch of different things going on. And you go, oh, oh, you're still on the on the course. Like, <laughs> <Get off> the <laughs> you've had your moment, track, mate. Get off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's fucking fifteen hundred meter runners going past. <laughs> So, Andrew Dillon, back to uh, the football. New man, he was a uh, one of your alumni, I do believe. Ah, uh, look, they it's good to see. It's good to see just something good come out of that school for once. You look, know, look, I think Zayden he uh, college. I think uh, I look. They they breed them. They breed them privileged at Xavier College. <laughs> <laughs> so he got the job. So he was ch- football operations manager. Is that right? Yes, I do. But he was—he's a lawyer, isn't he? Wasn't he the legal counsel as well? Oh, uh, I think he might be right as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Oh, so he covers a lot of bases. Yes. Um, and I also found it funny. Didn't they pay a million bucks to an American company to headhunt people and to kind of be a recruitment firm? And yeah. they went, "Oh, yeah, we found the perfect guy. <laughs> he's in the office next door to Gil." Do they change? Does he change offices, or do they just take the CEO plaque off the door and just pop it over to the next door? It depends if you want to be a man of the people. Like you know, I think that's quite yeah. a quite a quite a, a a nice act. If you go, no, I'm not going to change office. I'm not going to kind of take the take the three level office that has a vineyard in the bottom floor <laughs> <laughs> and a, a stable on the second. But yeah, um, no, I, I, okay. What are you? Are you changing offices? I am for one changing offices, and I am having. A door with a secretary out the front of that, and you need to get through the secretary to get to me. Yeah, sure. My dream in life, if I had stupid money, and it'd be yeah. purely for humour, but if I had absolutely stupid money, my office would be a complete replica of the Oval Office. If I had oh, stupid fantastic. money, I would build yeah, a replica great. of the Oval Office, and that would be that would be fun for me. But um, so what they I mean, I've been I've been to an, uh, a replica of the Oval Office, the George Bush Library. Oh, yeah, I believe he has one in uh, in Dallas. Yep, yep, yep. I think I yeah. went to the JFK one. I think they have a replica there as well. I think you kind of get the photo behind the desk, kind of thing. Yes, yes, that's what I did. Um, but uh, so for Gil, they promoted from within. Yep, and then. For for Demetra, he came from the AFLPA, right? PA, so, yes, yeah, gotcha. Correct. And so then Wayne Jackson came from a bit of out of out of the blue, if I remember correctly. Well, because he was so good. I mean, the, the word just spread around. Wayne Jackson, he's a man who can barely uh, say liberatore. <laughs> you know, they, so they're like, we've got to get him for Brownlow. Well, not. that's actually a very good point. That's actually, I wonder if that they take that into account. Can you read numbers from three? down to one and get yep. names correct. Like, that can actually be quite the thing on your CV. Like, um, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, got a master's degree in law, uh, yep. can read. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, find it, I find it very interesting, like, the transition. And also, I, uh, I remember having mail about someone who was in the world of this decision and oh, okay. or in terms of like, you know, um, 
like helping to make the decision? No, more like kind of made a very, 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 very long list. Okay. And the call being that, mate, we've all we've all got long lists. Yeah, but like the um, but the idea being that they didn't want to do it by the fact that um, you essentially become a politician. Like you, ha- you have to be a politician. Like you are, people know who your kids are, who know who your family is. Like, um, you know, walking down the street and like some. <laughs> when you say it to them like that, I know who your kids are. <laughs> I know who you. <laughs> Shouted from is. a passing car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that thing of like, I mean, if you think about it, I think it's Neil Mitchell. I think he still does that, but he has like an hour, half an hour, an hour with the prime minister, with yep. the premier and the head of the AFL, and probably yeah. more people tune into the head of the AFL than the other two. Like. You actually kind of yeah. have to become like a you know a proper a proper figure in Diplomat. public life. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, someone who probably couldn't do that job, uh, James Sicily. Oh no, I think he I think he's quite <laughs> good at playing a straight bat. <laughs> has absolutely covered himself in complete and utter glory during the week when he was doing uh, uh, doing an interview, and this is where I find it was he's, he's he's unlucky to get found out after doing an interview on RSN Breakfast. <laughs> So they asked him about, um, you know, what would it be like if you, would you go down there as a player? Would you play in Tassie? Mm. And James said, there's not much happening down there. Mm. It could be difficult. I couldn't imagine myself living there. Yep. Which which for some reason the Tasmanians arced up about. Yeah, yeah. And they pointed out that the government of Tasmania is <laughs> supporting Hawthorne to the tune of about $4 million a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he very quickly had to put out a statement. Like I imagine when it came out of his mouth, he was like, I probably... I probably should not have said that. And then you got to head. I, I, whenever there's like a thing like this, and again, it's not a massive thing, but when there's a, a bit of a controversy, I always feel for the people who like they have to go and like, like they've got to work on the the statement. You know, like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to work with the player, or whatever, to kind of put out the statement. Like, you know, yes, it was a dumb thing. He hasn't broken a law or anything like that. But I just feel yeah. bad for that kind of that media group that has to go, ah, fuck. Well, you've ruined our Tuesday, haven't you? Yes, totally. And they're just like, mate, you do know we're sponsored by it. We're yeah. on the hook to, like you say, $4 million. And they've pumped in a lot over the journey since you started going down there. But also, uh, he did drop a truth bomb. Is it if you were an 18-year-old who grew up in Melbourne, which is, you know, pretty fucking happening during winter and mm. it's kind of... You know, not a bad city to hang out in. If you're an 18 year old, would you want to be drafted to Hobart? I think it'd be an interesting one, actually. And that's that's the kind of main thing I talk about. And I I want to make it clear. I absolutely adore Tasmania, and I want to make it absolutely Same. clear. Adam off air has said a number of very disparaging <laughs> things about Tasmanians as a whole. Um, but I think I, I, the, the one thing I keep thinking about is the retention. Like, how can you retain people? Like, ho- hopefully, ideally, they do. But I feel like it could be just like a bit of a revolving door, unless they're winning four flags in a row. You know what I mean? Well, I, I guess the one thing that it has going on its side is it, it's a footy culture, so you are going to be very well recognised if you are down there. It's not like Gold Coast or GWS where you're a bit of anonymous, you know, an anonymous person as you strut down the street in your full GWS kit or Gold Coast kit that says Gold Coast footballer on the back. And yep, people are sure. like, oh, what do you, what do, you do, you, mate? Do you work at Hogsbreath? Yeah, and you're handing out free tickets. To the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and people still don't know what the free tickets are for. Um, but uh, again, having said that, like, I actually would be curious, if you did a poll of the players, would it be, I want to be recognised or I don't want to be recognised? In, like, in, say, like a Melbourne bubble or something like that. Or Adelaide. Like, let's, let's pick a two-team 
yeah. um, town. Like, do you want to be recognised, or do you, does it just become way too much? Am I okay? Uh, the sub question. So, um, sub question without notice. Am I single? Uh, uh, yeah, and then I think the sub question after that would be double sub question. Yeah, what well, am I incredibly attractive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have I got a good rig? So, uh, so the answer is yes. I would love to be <laughs> until such point uh, that I settled down, mm-hmm. and then. Just fucking keep it to yourself what happens when <laughs> I come down for the games. And just don't be on social media and get a lot of people to sign a lot of NDAs. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's exactly how you play it out. But so so they kind of had the big announcement this week that they're pumping, the federal government is pumping money into, yep, which was kind of the last, mm. yeah, the last thing that they needed before, you know, they could sign off and saying, hey, there's going to yep. be a Tasmanian footy team. So Elbow went down there and was like, hey, you know, I know a lot of you are struggling to pay off some massive loans and, you know, uh, the cost of living is going out of control, but here's, here's some free money for a footy ground. Yeah, I actually was very surprised at the number of protesters down there. Like, and also they they were calling out and they're, it was funny, a lot of people dressed up in their football gear, but then a lot of people were still shouting, we don't give a shit about the AFL. But yeah, they were talking about housing <laughs> yeah. problems and the like. I watched, actually watched quite a bit of that footage. But um, I actually also didn't realise the... Um, the 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 size of the I mean obviously it's a big area but they need to redevelop but I didn't realize yep. it was like um as uh, I suppose less as little populated as it is if you know what I mean like where 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 it is in in proximity to Hobart like you yeah. just kind of go that's a big expanse that nothing is being Done yeah, 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 that's what I thought, yeah. But having said that, of course, like, it'd be obviously foolish to kind of, you know, be knocking down suburban homes for a fucking football ground. Because <laughs> yeah. um, do you even remember where, what what was on where Marvel is now? Like, they call it Docklands, but, like, what actually was it back in the day? Uh, fucking great. Like, when you would go down to the docks. Yeah, yeah, for to... Um, just, you know, collect... Just to do some pickups. A few packages. <laughs> Yeah, 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 just to see what came in on that container from South America. Like, was it just like um, concrete nothingness or like warehouses or something? Or No, was it not an attachment of further, um, like an extension of the, the like Spencer Street rail yards at the time, maybe? Maybe. Well, they yeah, they developed that maybe, I feel like, around about the same time, if I'm right. Yeah, see, I thought, or perhaps was it the docks down there where Docklands currently is and then they kind of moved them down to West Melbourne, perhaps? Yeah, that might be right. Because, I mean, you think about it nowadays with the with the, the football technology that we have, is yep. that I imagine back in the day it was like we need a ground and then we also need a massive car park around it, while nowadays it's more like we just need a ground and we build the car park underneath. Build the car park underneath and also we put it on uh, like a loop train station, so Southern Cross... Yeah. It's exceptionally easy to get to. And I assume that it would predominantly be built so people would use public transport to get there. Yep, yep. I actually went to the game on Saturday afternoon, traditional football time of 4.35, which I found quite <laughs> interesting. But uh, it was actually fucking refreshing. I hadn't been to a game since the AFLW last year and then the grand final was the last men's game I went to. But um, So you I, went to Bont's 200th? I did, I did. He did a little lap of honour, got carried off at the end. The Hawks did a guard yep. of honour for him, a bit over the top. 
Uh, yeah. Done nothing. <laughs> is nothing. Um, but it was actually a very impressive crowd as well, actually. Like, it was chock-a-block and very handsome crowd. Like, a lot of attractive people there. I was like, going, wait a second, what's going on here? Um, so, where did you sit, can I ask? Did you buy a ticket? Did you... I did. I sat near... Um, I actually sat in, like, the second row, which is a bit of a different look. And I actually quite enjoyed that by the fact there were many moments where they were up close. I was on the... Uh, let me think and put the hard camera like I think it was on the if you're watching TV I think it was on the right hand side in the pocket yep pretty much right in okay. the pocket but actually I haven't, I haven't been in that position for a, a fair while I should probably try and seek it out some more just by the fact it is a kind of different interesting way to look, watch the game yeah what's it like down there like I often am uh, behind glass Ah, uh, uh, yeah, sure, down, sure. What's it down being like? But can, can you hear the players talking? You can. Yelling? You can hear them bumping. You can hear them calling out. The only problem being with my eyes is that once it's past the 50-meter line, I'm like, oh, i got no idea, and I'm uh, <laughs> and I'm looking at the scoreboard. But no, it yeah. is actually and, – and also, weirdly, they look – they actually look small. It's a weird kind of little illusion, but they actually don't look like they're massive giants, Like they're even though they're way closer to you than, than they normally yep. would be. Um but uh, but no, it was it was actually really good fun. I get to go to another one in about two weeks, and then I think I might be toast for my time in Melbourne after that. Hey, you're done. You're back to Rod Carter Studios. Well, yeah, and then I think we play the Giants up there at Homebush at the Beanstalk at some stage. So at least I get another Hawthorne game at some stage. I think. I hope. Well, that should be a bit of fun for you, mate. Hey, uh, footballers in real life. Hit me. We didn't have any last week, and the junk timers have come to the party on the realization that we we're bereft. From Daniel, listen to this week's pod where we had no footballers in real life. I like the collective we there. Um, I I realised that I had miraculously had one. Over in Melbourne to visit my new nephew and steal some ideas for our brand new team, go the Tasmanian penal settlers. (laughs) We were out to Brecky on Anzac Day in Newport when my brother digged me in the ribs. He's a big Bombers fan and saw it as a good omen before going to the game that Jakey Stringer was there and had taken his breakfast from the table where he and some others were to his own side table to tuck in with some vigour. He seemed to have a bean-based breakfast with extra hash brown. We were excited enough to put $5 on him at junk bet to win the medal. But someone obviously got the votes panel got to the voters panel before you guys did. We yeah, tried, man. We tried, Dan. Yeah, we did try. And that's interesting that um, I didn't realise that cafes also had uh, pokies. So that is great that Jake Stringer was down there. From Adrian, I was doing the timekeeping scoring at my son's under-15s match today down at Port Melbourne Colts. Uh, Sometime in the fourth quarter, I became aware of a towering presence blocking out the sun. I turned around to see who it was, and there he stood. Gil McLaughlin, sipping from a cup of coffee and chatting with Port Melbourne president. He looked very relaxed in his active wear. Running shoes and shorts. Good detail here. Running Mm, shoes, shorts, grey hoodie, trucker cap. Trucker cap, that's Gil just being of the people, man. Yeah, fuck, man. You, some people drive, what do they call those big things? Are they trucks? I yeah. have a hat that represents <coughs> what they wear. Yeah, but it said worth $100 million on the front of it. <laughs> we then headed off to watch the game on the other oval. I want to add, Gil has what I believe is called a penetrating stare. I felt that, uh, like that in the brief moment our eyes met, he looked right through to the bottom of my soul. I'd expect oh, nothing really less of the great man. I appreciate that, and I do understand what you're saying. I have met Gil on uh, a few occasions, and I think coming from that height and just very deep 
deep set eyes that just kind of bore right through you. Well, again, to go to my point earlier, I reckon he would have a bit of the politician thing about him, where he's like, "I'm yeah. going to talk to you, like I'm going to, yes. you know, look you Focus in the eye, I'm right going to make sure you're important because, yeah. you know, I don't know what what job you could offer me in your Fortune 500 <laughs> company." <laughs> now, just quickly, uh, Daniel just said, uh, you know, he's over from Tassie. Um, the Tasmanian penal settlers, do you think they will go with the Tassie Devils considering we already have the demons? Uh, well, that's actually a good question because I figure that's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of hell kind of mythology, right? Yeah, there. it is, isn't it? Yeah. And then also I'm thinking, I'm going to presume there's a team called Tasmanian Devils down there somewhere. Like, I'm going to presume this, maybe they're walking into a, corp, a copyright nightmare. Or a team's just about to get really fucking rich. Uh, or they could just go with like a... A football version of the Jack Jumpers just rolls yeah. off the tongue, mate. The yeah, it really does. <laughs> it really does. And you go, yeah. oh, the Jack Jumpers. Oh, that animal I've never heard of in my entire life. <laughs> I know, I know. It's an <laughs> ant, is it? Um, I think it's isn't it like a, like almost like a bit like a fucking possum or something. Oh fuck! All right, we got to look this up. Yeah, we got to go. find out what's oh, a Jack Jumper. Yeah, sure. That's okay. fucking the most ridiculous. It is a stupid name, and I hope they. Okay, Jack Jumper is a type of. Uh, well, now I'm getting all I the. I mean, out. I mean from the from the picture, it looks like an ant. If you're asking me. Okay, and the going. So we're, we're rounding. A species well. of venomous oh, yeah. ant, an ant, predominantly found in the island state. Venomous. You know what they say when you go down to Tassie: beware of the Jack Jumpers, mate. They get, they'll fucking get you. Fucking hell. Okay. Is that what killed off the Tassie tiger? The Jack Jumpers. Yeah, sure, sure. Hey, are we going to hit the road? We are junk to my at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the gram. Go. Go blue. On a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.